uh, from 1995 to 1999, two-time captain, uh, very good basketball player for the Huskers. His daughter, Alexis, plays for the women who fell today to Minnesota, 62-58, to a tough loss on the road for Amy Williams and company. Uh, busy show today. We're going to talk a lot about the portal in hour number two. Brian Munson, uh, what do I need to do? Just tell me. Tell me what Push I number three right over there. Okay. Because we're the only Does ones, we're yeah, the only ones we really go. listening to each other. So you can just <laughs> tell me what to do uh, when things are happening in the studio because I forget them all the time. I'm running the board and doing the show with Mike Melby. Of course, uh, we do a show called Husker Rewind every Sunday from 5 to 7. Uh, we will have Brian Munson of Husker Online to Bach, talk about a big week for commits. Over the last couple of weeks, Nebraska has gone six for six in the portal. Yeah, it's been a pretty good uh, last 10 days. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you think Dante Dowdell is the best commit, and I wouldn't argue with that. <sighs> I might I might argue Jamal Banks, uh, the wide receiver from Wake Forest. I think that Dylan Riola would appreciate guys to pass to, and he would be one of those guys. Isaiah Naor was one of them. We've already talked about those guys. They did get uh, this week Micah Mazuka. Is it is it yep. Mazuka? Yep. Um, 6'5", 325 pounds, a transfer from Florida. Uh, Stephen Thompson, who played for uh, Tony White at Syracuse, he transferred in uh, and I think is officially in the boat via NIL. So we'll see. Six for six is pretty good. They've, they've done really well. They, Matt Rule has said that they won't be really aggressive as far as the numbers are concerned, but they'll be very targeted. Very specific, and that's kind of what they've done. I think he said, hey, if we can bring in a guy that's going to be an impact guy and make a difference, yeah. we're going to bring him in if we can. And it doesn't sound like they're done. Uh, we'll talk about this with Brian Munson, but Dylan Christ Chrisley is his name. He's uh, from Glendale, Arizona, played for Maricopa Junior College. Uh, 6'1", 275, allegedly runs a 44840. I don't know how you could be 275 and run a 4-4-8-40, but Nebraska, we'll talk of, to Brian about him, and he sounds like a, a decent um, defensive line possibility for Nebraska. They lost Carlin Jones, uh, who was committed and then decommitted. What did he choose? Uh, I think it was uh, USC he ended up, Carlin Jones, yep. a four-star defensive lineman. So we'll talk about the portal quite a bit. Nebraska falling to Iowa, disappointing loss. Uh, but I do not have, since we are on the stream, I don't know how to do the opening, how to play it. So let's just get to the opening yes kickoff. Yes, indeed do. It's oh, time for the many. opening kickoff. I kind of like this version better. <laughs> Here's All Mike right. Melby. All righty. It is a loaded kickoff. We'll go to kind of the, the biggest story of the week for Nebraska Athletics. Husker Hoops knocks off number one Purdue, 88-72. First time they had knocked off a number one team since 1982. Uh, then they left their effort on the defensive side of the floor on the bus. Uh, in Iowa City, and their hot shooting from distance in conference came to an end in a 94-76 blowout loss to a very average Iowa team. Somebody said that's still going to be a quad one loss, and I'm like, really? I don't think Iowa's going to be a quad one loss. I think it's going to be a quad two and possibly even quad three loss. Although Iowa's played really well at home this year, and they've won five of their last six. Their yeah. only loss in the last six games has been to Wisconsin, who is the hottest team in the Big Ten. They are, and Nebraska plays really good at home and really bad on really the road. Really bad too. on the so, road. Yeah, they shot and Iowa plays really well on the home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, so Nebraska shoots 15.4%, four of 26 from three. Uh, a lot of those were uncontested, too. Uh, could be a loss that does hurt Nebraska NCAA tournament selection time. We'll see. Uh, they are on the road at Rutgers, and Rutgers got spanked today up in East Lansing. 
at the Breslin yeah, Center by Michigan bad. State. Michigan um, State has not played well this year. They're two and four in conference play. Three, I but think three and four after them today, but uh, I think they were one and four coming into okay, today's so, game. Okay, so, so they're, they're two, two and four. And four now. I think uh, yeah, they've struggled in conference play and lost to Northwestern big time earlier this week. Yeah, I, I still think Northwestern, and that's Nebraska's next really home good. Game. Yeah, yeah, Nebraska's going to have their hands full. Husker ladies sit at twelve and five and four and two in the conference after a fifty-six forty-eight win Thursday at PBA. Uh, then today they got uh, the, the. I'm going to call it. They mismanaged the end of the third quarter. And that mismanagement of time allowed Minnesota to score five points. Nebraska loses 62-58. Do the math. Alexis Markowski led the way, though, 17-14. and 14. Speaking of Alexis Markowski, her dad will be joining us uh, in just about, I'd say, maybe 15 minutes or so. Uh, Matt Rule and the football team picked up what looked to be some very impactful transfers in the portal in the last 10 days. Former Oregon running back Dante Dowdell, January 6th, commits to Nebraska. January 10th, it's uh, offensive lineman Micah Mazuka from Florida. Then on the 11th, both. Jamal Banks and Stephon Thompson, a wide receiver Banks Thompson, a linebacker commit from Wake Forest and Syracuse. Uh, and then kind of some interesting news. Uh, and I want to ask Brian Munson about this. This just kind of came out. 2026, number one offensive tackle in the country. Jackson Cantwell is going to be in town next weekend for junior day. That's pretty big, as well as the and fact he's big. That this Six, is seven, 300 plus, and this will be his third visit to campus. So that's, that's pretty important. Uh, some kind of literally breaking news in the last couple of hours, Chubba Purdy headed to San Jose state. He's going to hang out with, does Tim he Miles. know the way to San Jose? I believe he does. I believe he does. He, he went and, uh, and took a, an online course, figured out how to get there. All right. And now he's going to play for the Spartans. Uh, him and Tim miles are going to go hang out. Uh, Miles a little disappointing this year. They went twenty one and fourteen right. last year. Got to the CBI. He had that great first year. Yeah, now they're they're eight and nine this year, and they look like they may have taken a step back. In his defense, though, that was considered maybe the worst job in Division one foot uh, basketball yeah. or football. Yeah, yeah, for that matter. yeah. In Division one, it well, was considered hey, terrible. Yeah, Chuba gets to go have some fun at yeah, uh, San Jose go. State. Yeah. So now the coaching carousel. Let's talk about this. Bill Belichick out at New England. Gerard Mayo named the head coach for Robert Kraft and the Patriots. I'm making the call right now. My Cowboys are getting their ass kicked. And I'm okay with it because I didn't expect much. I'm not been a Mike, big Mike McCarthy fan. I've, I'm not a Dak Prescott fan. I hate Jerry Jones, but I'm still a Cowboys fan. Yeah. Um, I think McCarthy gets blown out after the game, and I think Bill Belichick will be named head coach of the Cowboys. What is it about the Cowboys in recent years since – Jerry Jones, or since back in the day of, you know, Jimmy Johnson, what's happened with, you just say the word playoffs and they melt. I don't know. Maybe it was the Frank Solich curse that hit, hit Nebraska that hopefully has now been lifted. And maybe there's something going on there with the Jimmy Johnson curse. And what was their it, last great team? Do you remember uh, what was the, it? 98 or 99? Cause they, they, every year it's like clockwork. You or think 97, you think this is going to be the year. Oh, they, they're, they're loaded. This is going to be the yeah. year. And then they get to the playoffs and they just fall apart. Yeah, continually underperform. Um, I, I'm used to it. <laughs> uh, You're not even mad. Not really. University of Alabama has hired Kalen DeBoer from Washington to replace Nick Saban. If I'm a Bama fan, I'm going to be cautiously optimistic. But at the same time, I would have felt like Steve Sarkeesian or Lane Kiffin would have been a little bit better fit. My guess is, though, that one of those two is going to be the head coach of Alabama by the start of the 2027 season. I don't know that Kalen DeBoer winds up being very successful. And this just announced within the last five minutes that I know of, maybe 10, uh, former Arizona head coach Jed Fish is now the head coach at Washington. Wow. They were talking about Grubb, and then Grubb joined DeBoer yep. at Alabama. 
Also announced earlier today, Isaiah Bond, their, the number one wide receiver at Alabama, is transferring to Texas. Yep. Called it a business decision. Yep. So he's lost his best player, maybe, arguably. Um, but I think DeBoer will do well. He's not known as a great recruiter. Know. That's that's the thing I would worry. I mean, it's like they always say, it's it's the toughest thing is to try to replace a legend. It's never happened. Tom Osborne did it after Bob Devaney, but it took Tom Osborne 20 years to succeed. And yeah. There have been very few examples of replacing a legend and doing really well. Yeah, and I I, I, I completely agree. Uh, off the Sarder Heyman text line, Walt Donnelly asked, uh, is Frosty going to be a candidate at Arizona? I don't know. Do if, you think he's back in it within the next four years? I, 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 I What Frosty I, should do is what they're saying that Dana Holgerson is doing. You come back, either you're a quarterback's coach or an analyst or do something, you know, get away from it for a couple of years and then come back, take a gig that's not the head coaching gig. If if I'm an AD at a school and I hire Scott Frost knowing everything that there is to know about his five years at Nebraska, I think that's a bad AD. I wouldn't have he needs he needs to prove himself as a coordinator and that he really wants to coach football and not just enjoy being a football coach away from the stadium. Would you have a problem hiring him as a coordinator? Or me, a wide receiver me, coach? I, I would. I think most Nebraska fans would just because there's such disdain for him and the way he did everything here. Um, but Like, if you told me he's coming back right now and he's the quarterback's coach um, and he didn't have a history at Nebraska, I oh, would be, I'd, all, I'd be, I'd be, I would stoked, be yeah. I'd be all in. Yeah. But he does have a history at Nebraska. Yeah, it's yeah. a very bad history it's at Nebraska. It's a terrible history at Nebraska. And, I, I mean, I think he should be a coordinator somewhere. I think he's a better coordinator than a head coach. And if he's I, ever going to be a head coach again, I don't think he. he I don't was, think he's a Power 5-level head he coach. He was great he in Oregon. He a Group of 5-level head coach. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I mean, he could prove us all wrong, too. He's I, great I don't in Central know, Florida, but, where you didn't have to recruit like you have to recruit at Nebraska. And he was great at Oregon. Yeah, but, uh, but, but, but since then, he's been terrible. Yeah. Yeah, he's not so, a head coach. Uh, who's going to be the head coach of the San uh, San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers? Will it be Jim Harbaugh? Because the Chargers are the first ones to talk to Harbaugh, and there is a list of teams he's that are going to talk. Right? Oh, he's got. He's be. not going to stay. Absolutely has to be gone. Uh, because, and what makes me think he's gone is JJ McCarthy's gone. Just announced it today. Yeah. So did Blake. Blake Corum did too. Blake Corum's gone. Those guys must have been told by Harbaugh. Harbaugh, you know, I'm leaving. Yeah. You can stay if you want to, but I'm jumping off the boat. Worst kept secret in college football. Yeah. Uh, other than the fact that they cheat. Uh, Allie Batenhorst jumped in the portal this last week. I'm curious. Does she go to Creighton even though Baylor Shireman and her boyfriend is going to be gone from Creighton He's next be gone. year? I I just I don't know. It'd be interesting. He can come visit from the NBA. Do you think he's an NBA player? Uh, Shireman with, I'll tell you what, with his three point prowess and size, I think he gets a shot. I really do. He's not the most athletically no. gifted guy, uh, but he's really highly skilled. I wish he would have come to Nebraska, but yeah, yeah I I think I, I'm happy for Batenhorst, um, and they can still date. He doesn't exactly. have to be there. There no. you go. No. Uh, Lalo Blackwell has jumped from the portal to the volleyball team here at Nebraska. The Middlebacher played at San Diego last season, so she kind of fills the void that Maggie Mendelson left as a third middle blocker to join have, Andy Jackson and Becca Allen. Do you mind if we have a quick volleyball conversation? I think we should. Because um, I talked to John Baylor on the phone today. We talked about some other stuff going on. And so I didn't lose the opportunity to talk about volleyball. Yeah. And he's always willing to do it. He's a great guy. Uh, he thinks it's a great pickup. Layla Blackwell. Um, he told me that volleyball in college volleyball is getting to the point where you've got three teams right now. 
you've got Wisconsin, Texas, and Nebraska with players on that roster. The backups could all be first team, all conference anywhere. They decided to go. Yeah. Uh, you know, coach cook took a lot of crap after that Texas match by criticizing Texas a little bit for loading up on, you know, superstars and Nebraska's done that a little bit, but I, I don't think there's you a can difference s- between loading up and filling a need. Right. And I think that's what Nebraska has done. Now they did that with landfill as well. Yeah. Um, who's coming from Minnesota. So it's not just one this year. It's It'll two, three. Um, well, but this will be the first time in John Cook's career that he will have three players that were transfers in to the program yeah. on the roster. He did say this, Carolyn Juravicious would have been a four-time All-American at Nebraska. He said that she was that good and was having an amazing offseason. She's going to Penn State. That's where uh, Maggie Mendelson is going as well to play yeah. basketball and volleyball. I, um, I, I don't know if if Landfill is Jaravicious, but she's really, really good. She's been player I, of the year of the conference. I, that's that's my point. But the 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 way Caroline Jaravicious was handled by the coaching staff really makes me scratch my head. Yeah. How do you decide for a player in front of ninety three thousand people without having any conversations with them that they are going to redshirt? I think that was he said that is John Baylor that this was a mutual decision by the family and and Jaravicious that that's, this, we're going to redshirt you. That, that, uh, and, but that's not what Jalen Reyes has said publicly. Yeah, I, I don't know. Jalen Reyes said that he went to Cook when Cook tried to put Juravicious into the game at the stadium, and mm. he said, hey, she told me today that she's going to be, it, her major is going to make her yeah. be here for five years. Let's redshirt her, and then uh, we have her for five years. Yeah. So at, at, to me, now granted, it may have been a mutual decision after that, but to not have that decision and not allow her to play in front of 93,000 people without her knowing why I that, that didn't that, when I heard about it, read about it. It didn't sit well with me and it sure as hell wouldn't have sat well with me if I was her dad. Well, and by the way, her dad is Joe Jurovicious who played for the giants back in the day was yeah. a really good wide receiver in the NFL played for a long time in the NFL. It's in the blood. The athleticism is definitely in that. And it's not that it's going to kill Nebraska. No. I mean, they traded Jurovicious for landfill. <laughs> so they're they're they're, they're talking at landfair. I'm sorry. They t- she's really really good, and they're both really good. Who's better? I don't know. Um, Landfair's farther along in her career. Was well, one one of them's been a Big Ten Player of the Year, and the other one hasn't played a college match yet. Right. So, so there you go. Um, uh, Nebraska's going to be fine, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh, a couple other quick things to get to. Frank Solich has been named a member of the 2024 College Football Hall of Fame class. He was 173 and 101 over 22 seasons at Nebraska and the University of Ohio. NFL playoffs are underway. Houston and Kansas City advanced yesterday. Green Bay is going to kick my Cowboys ass, and that'll be that. And then a huge shout-out to a guy that probably not many know, but I'm a huge sprint car fan, and the biggest midget race on the planet every single year is the Chili Bowl down in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Logan Seavey won for the second straight year. This is Logan Seavey's year. 2023. This is his highlights. He won the Chili Bowl, which is the biggest midget race on the planet. He won the 20, uh, 2023 Indiana Midget Sprint or Indiana Midget Week. He won the USAC Midget Championship, the USAC Four Crown National Sweep, and he's the USAC Silver Crown Champion. Wow. Oh, and he just won the 2024 uh, Chili Bowl down in Tulsa. You just so, say uh, Chili Bowl and it makes me want chili. Well, and I, I finally learned you why. You make really good chili. I Thank make you. decent chili. Thank you. I finally learned why they call it the Chili Bowl, too. Why do they There's, call it the Chili Bowl? Ultimately, there was a restaurant in, or in Tulsa that was called the Chili Bowl that made chili, and they actually had a whole boatload of products. Right. And 
when uh, Emmett Hahn, who started the Chili Bowl, decided to do this. Him and the owner, uh, Barry Hill, I can't remember his first name, uh, were kind of the, the co-promoters of that first one. They needed a sponsor, and Barry Hill goes, well, let's just use my restaurant, the Chili Bowl. And they've just kept the name forever. Do you have years. a favorite chili? Is it yours? Is your favorite chili I, your chili? I'm going to, yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> yeah, you make really good chili. I make Thanks. decent chili. I Believe it or not, and this is not selling out, I, I like Wendy's chili. I, I think for some reason it's they make bad. really, really good chili. Yeah, I, I have to spice it up, though. Whoever makes the chili, I'm adding Tabasco galore. <laughs> By the way, it's chilly weather. It's It's so cold outside. And I would advise, don't drive if you don't have to. Just driving down here was a nightmare. Yeah, the two people that uh, were at the corner at 10th and... Uh, they were hugging each other. Did, when I Q. drove by, they were like, are you alive? I'm alive. Are you alive? And they were hugging each other. It was... And I don't think they were going fast because I didn't see anybody driving down downtown that was driving erratically. It's just crazy slick. Yeah. Yeah. To 10th and Q uh, right before... Or 10th and P uh, as we kind of came to the building today there was a, a little fender bender there so if you're going north on 10th street right now i'm guessing they're probably close to having it cleaned up but it was down to one lane yeah. so anything else uh no i think i covered uh the one or two things that well, we, we covered had. this entire segment with, <laughs> like, with the opening kick but there was i mean there's so much going on well and speaking of stuff going on the nfl playoffs are going on and yep. the the cowboys are driving a little bit i mean they scored that touchdown right before half to make a 27-7 and with 12.54 left to go in the third quarter, this thing's not over. Uh, if the Cowboys could get another score right now, then maybe you're not, you're not screaming for Bill Belichick and, by and, the end of this and game. And then maybe if their defense could cover someone. I mean, uh, Jared Love's been brilliant. He, it, it, he really has. Passes off the back foot. Uh, his touch has been fantastic. He's been fantastic. Uh, but by the second half of this year, he's been really Jared, good. Uh, Jordan. Um, but he's throwing to receivers who are wide open. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, the Cowboys, again, I, I think there must be something about that word playoff. They hear it, and they they, they just panic. That's what, what what happens, I think, every time. As a Cowboys fan, I hear it, and I go, oh, they're going to lose. <laughs> well, you're you're right. You're pretty, <laughs> you're pretty much right every time you say that uh, with the Cowboys. Uh, we are just on the stream today, uh, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a nice swim. Uh, we'll be swimming for two hours in the stream. He's Mike Melby. I'm Tom Stevens. We've got Andy Markowski. We've never had him on this show. No. I've had him on uh, the Gaskins and Stevens show like years and years ago. I think he was on with Happer and myself as well. Um, Two-time captain for yep. Nebraska, played under Danny Knee. Danny Knee is getting honored next or two weekends ago uh, from now. Is it? Uh, it I guess it's against Northwestern on the twentieth. Is that next weekend or the weekend? No, after? It's, it's next Saturday. It's next Saturday. Danny Knee will be in town. I want to hear some Danny Knee stories. I want Danny Knee to come knock on the window next Sunday afternoon <laughs> and say, hey, let me in. I got a story to tell. Do you remember Danny Knee coming when we both worked at Broadcast House? Yep. It was the Danny Knee show. I don't know. It was Monday nights or whenever it was. Yeah. And sometimes we can say this on the radio and Danny would admit to it. Uh, he would pull into the parking lot at Broadcast House at 44th and O. And he would get out with a six pack. <laughs> And, and I remember seeing him upstairs. I'd go, Danny's here. Danny's here. And he'd walk in. He'd be throwing out beer. It was, uh, it, he never drank it on the air. I don't think he ever drank it on the air. Yeah, neither did we. <laughs> he was the best. Uh, I just miss Danny Knee well, every day of my but life. But the flip side, the guy that replaced him 
was one of the nicest human beings on the planet. Barry Collier would call in prior to the show. That's right. And he would ask what we wanted to eat, and he'd bring enough food for like 37 people. He's the best guy. Yeah. He's the best guy ever. Oh, uh, you guys won Val's not a problem. It didn't work out for Barry Co- Collier pieces. coaching like no. it did for Danny Nee, but they were both really, really good guys. Yeah. Uh, let's get to break. By, by the way, different vocabulary. Danny had a different vocabulary <laughs> than Barry Collier did. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure Barry knew some of the words that Danny used. <laughs> no, nobody knows the words <laughs> that Danny knew. Uh, let's get to break. Come back with more. He's Mike Melby. I'm Tom Stevens.